my shorts. Welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Dave Lee, and this is episode one. That's right, episode one, but technically, technically, it's the second one we've recorded. The first one we did was like a pilot episode, but this is episode one, the debut episode. I'm so excited about this. All right, welcome to the show. Uh, This show is going to be going up every single Monday on all podcasting platforms, well, oh, maybe not all. Ma- maybe, maybe not, not all, all of them. I'm tr- I'm trying to get this podcast on all the major podcasting platforms. So Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, as it's called now, um, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. But I'm having a little bit of trouble with Google. I don't know what's going on Just there. A little, bit. a little bit. They sent me an email. They said, "Oh yeah, your podcast's up. It's live. People can search for it. People can listen to it. It's there. Your podcast there." But when I went to search it, it's not coming up. And they don't know what the hell's I going on. I can't find it either. And they can't figure it out. No one can. Um, I don't know what's happening. But the funny thing is, when I go into like the analytics of my podcast, who's listening and stuff, it says two people have listened on Google Podcasts. So who <laughs> lose two so people? I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand. But anyway, the plan is to get across all major podcasting platforms, and we will keep you up to date on the Google situation. Um, there will also be a video element, which goes up on YouTube. And if you are a patron supporter, uh, that episode will go out to you guys uh, two days earlier. So on the Saturday, you'll get exclusive access to that for two days before the main podcast goes live to absolutely everybody on YouTube and on all the podcasting platforms. Which is uh, cool. very, very exciting. Of course, you can find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under, over at Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Just search for me. I will pop up over there. If you want to write into the show, uh, you can shoot an email over to DaveLeePod at gmail.com. It's a new email address. A new one. A new just, one. Distinguish that from the other 45 emails you've got. I know. I have too many emails. Um, but the, the funny thing is um, I get inundated on the, on the main email. I do, like... Um, I have it on all my socials, but I do try to say, if possible, please just keep keep it to like business inquiries or just like stuff, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but occasionally you do get someone just emailing in, wanting to have a chat or something. I had this one guy recently, actually a few days ago, started sending me evolution requests, cartoon evolution. <laughs> Which on, on on what email? On the well. email. On the email. I mean, just I, another platform for. I him get them everywhere. It. I get them on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, in the comments, every, everywhere. I get just constantly inundated with them, and suddenly someone sending them to me on the email. And the funny thing was, he sent me this email, and I must it must have been late because I was in bed when it came through, and then. I hadn't replied after an hour, so he forwarded the email back to me, <laughs> hoping that I was going to reply that way, or maybe he didn't get it. I don't know. Look, I, I appreciate it. I know that people are very passionate about the Evolution series, and I love that, uh, but I get so many of these cartoon evolution things. But I, I just thought if people wanted to, to contact me specifically for the podcast, there is an email there, daveleepod at gmail.com. Send through whatever you want. Maybe not evolution requests because we're not really t- talking about evolution series on here. Um, but look, today, uh, sitting on my uh, right, if you're listening, you won't see him sitting there, but you'll be hearing him. He is, of course, old mate Rick. G'day, guys. How you doing? Very exciting. Hope now. everyone's nice and healthy and safe. And Yes, we do. We, we do. Whatever. 
in these crazy times as they still mm. are. They were enjoying last, life. Hopefully. Last time, yeah. Um, now I do have to introduce you again, 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 because I feel like every time, uh, for those who aren't regular viewers of the YouTube or are like fairly. Yes, regular Fairly viewers great, yeah. uh, of the YouTube. Um, old mate Rick used to make regular appearances when I was doing vlogs and stuff. I don't really tend to do vlogs and stuff all that much anymore. Um, but every time you used to come on, people would would ask, "Who is this old mate Rick?" I think the, I think there was I think there was one ages ago that thought we were partners. Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> that. I do remember that. No, not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything no, wrong with that. But this is uh, this is my my father. My I'm father. the old boy. The old boy right I'm here. I'm sort of responsible for this. Yes. Um, piece of work here. So, yes, yeah, so I do. I, I like, I sent out um, a, a thing, a, 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 like a, a thing on, on the YouTube community board asking people for questions. And I had someone ask, who's old mate Rick? And I had it on the actual video of the podcast too last week when we, when we explained it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. This is my dad, old mate Rick, uh, and he's here to join the ride for the first few episodes. Uh, we will have rotating cast of, 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 of guests, uh, guests and stuff, and stuff like, like that. So that'll be... Uh, it's a little difficult at the moment with lockdown and COVID. Lockdown, and yeah, stuff, just so. kind of you know, ease into all this and whatever, but it's going to be good. But we love having old mate Rick here talking shit and uh, stuff. And he speaks a lot of shit. I too. speak a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, this podcast is essentially a conduit for me to speak that shit um, because... Uh, it's I, I a conduit like, to speak about a lot of stuff that you don't speak to, speak about on your channel. Well, exactly right, because I feel like there's a lot of stuff that either doesn't perform well or stuff that I just want to talk about that I just I just never find the right kind of avenue to talk about on the YouTube. But we've got a good avenue here on the podcast and hopefully it's going to go very well. Um, I've been up since 2am this morning, by the way. It's 11 a, it's 11.30am now. Um, so if we... If, I, if, if I'm it's scratchy, if yeah, if it's scratchy, if I'm stumbling a bit, it's because I've been up since two a.m. I did like a uh, like a press junket thing for Disney Plus. A couple of the shows they offered me interviews with with some of the cast for uh, the, the the film Secret Society of Second Born Royals, which I think goes live in like at the end of the month. Earth to Ned, which goes up or today at the time of recording this. So I've done some interviews and stuff, and they'll go live on the channel over the next week. But so yeah, I've been I have been up since two a.m. I got a little bit of sleep. So, so that's all right. But we haven't had an eventful week. Uh, we had a few power outages. Oh, let's get in that path again. My God. Um, we tend to have a lot of power outages here. I don't know why. Uh, maybe we're just realising it more that we're home. No, 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 no. It's been, it's been like a forever. It's been like a forever. We get, we get so many outages, it's not funny. We, we would get at least one a month, at least. And this week we've had three. It's crazy, like that, and it was obviously. Well, we had a big planned one, well, probably about a month ago. It was like a planned outage where they had to fix some poles or something, and um, they had warned us like a month prior, <laughs> and we'd forgotten about it. And the power goes off at like nine a.m. Like oh, shit, I hadn't planned. I wasn't able to do work or anything, so like a whole day written off. And then the other day, it was like almost like twelve o'clock on the dot. They switched the power off again without warning to fix another pole. Um, but the sort, of, the sort of thing about that first one, the, the planned mm-hmm. outage was, it went out at about was it nine nine a.m. or nine thirty yeah. a.m. or something like that, and it was due to be out until about five p.m. Yeah, it came back on at what twelve thirty. Yeah, it came back like on at twelve thirty. Yeah, and then went back out again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we That's find right. out that they actually damaged something after oh, they made the repair. Yeah. Oh my god! And then 
Then we oh, saw no. them down on the corner from our street <laughs> <laughs> doing a repair. They were up in a bucket. Yeah. And then when they were coming down yeah. from the bucket, they took out a power <laughs> line that went into the house across the road. <laughs> I just thought, oh, God, these oh, people. It was a disaster. So we were out until about, what was that, till about 4 p.m. or yeah, something, something in the like end. that. Yeah. yeah, just in time to go and get our, our dinner from the fish and chip shop. Yeah, that's right. Who, who were, who were, yeah, or pizza or whatever it was. Um, but, yeah, so we had another one this week um, that just went out midday, so I lost half a day's work. And then the next day, um, they, I don't know what happened, but we had two, like, mini outages, like, within the space of about half an hour, which was like, they, it was almost like they flicked the switch and then flicked it back on. Oh, and, shit, wrong switch, wrong uh, switch. <laughs> and then when you're, when you're editing something, like I'm editing away and then it switches off and you lose like half an hour's worth of work. It's such a, just a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. So that's been eventful, eventful week in lockdown. Lock, lockdown stories, maybe that's a new, um, yeah. a new segment <laughs> on the show. Um, but uh, let's get into like the movie news and stuff. I didn't really want to start our... Our very first episode on, like, a, I guess a bit of a downer, yeah, yeah. but this is, I guess, it's something that we do have to address. And of course, that was the uh, the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Mm, how sad, awful, just just terrible, terrible news. That one. Like, I was, I don't know, we were in here watching a movie or something on Sunday afternoon, and I was just on Instagram, and I saw the post because his family put up uh, put up the post where they announced. Uh, they announced his passing, and I'm just reading it like I don't I don't believe it. Like mm. my initial thought was this is not right. I, I would get halfway through the statement and have to go back to the top to make sure am I actually reading this because there was a number of um, uh, Twitter hacks not long ago. So like yeah. they, they'd hacked into. I don't think I'd actually hacked the accounts of these people. They'd, they'd hacked Twitter and then through Twitter compromised the accounts of like Jeff Bezos and all these like big like billionaires and stuff saying, oh, we're giving away, we're going to give away money, give us your information. So I just thought, well, maybe this is just some like crazy hoax. Like remember that hoax where the, the talk, where apparently Jeff Goldblum had fallen off a cliff or something? <laughs> That's right. I just, yeah. you just don't know these days, especially something that like, come, just, it just comes out of nowhere. Like this is a guy who kept his illness so so secret, and it's something he'd been suffering for four years. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen, he was diagnosed. Apparently. And to read it, like the the family statement says, it is with immeasurable grief that we confirm the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick was denied with stage three colon cancer in twenty sixteen, and battled with it these last four years as it progressed to stage four. A true fighter, Chadwick persevered through it all and brought you many films you've come to love so much. Um, and then r- rattles off a bunch of movies that he filmed while he was while he was sick. While he was Ill, yeah. And like I would get halfway through and have to. This is not right. This is not. This is not real. But it eventually became quite evident that yes, this was this was actually legit. Once all the trades and stuff started posting, yeah, that, that's, right. that's when you go, oh shit! Like that's crazy. Like well, I think I think I was in I think I was in here and you came in and told so. me I was nah, like, surely it's not right can't be right. But yeah, no, and I, yeah. I just just one of those ones that just kind of just just hit you. Like mm. I've now I don't often get, and I'd say you're probably the same. Don't often get hit by celebrity deaths that hard. Yeah, um, well, to be, 
Depends on who it is, I suppose. Depending I mean, who it is. Well, Robin Williams was one. Well, yeah, I think... For, for me, John Lennon was one. Yeah, well, yeah. Back I, in the day. I think there's only a very few that have hit me, and one is definitely Robin Williams. Still real sad about that one. I mean, there wasn't a day when I was a kid that, you know, or at least a week where I wasn't watching a Robin Williams film. Flubber. Flubber or Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire or Bicentennial Man or Jack or, you know, any of those great movies. Mm. So that really hit me, and I, I still struggle to watch his films now. It makes me really sad. Uh, Carrie Fisher was one that really oh, just hit me as well. Steve Irwin was a big one in Australia. Heath Ledger, yeah, um, but Heath I, Ledger was was a tough one to take because being get, so young and well, it's a similar to the Bozeman you know, situation, isn't it? Just young. Well, what was he? 40, happened, 43 something like that. Yeah, um, it's crazy, but so yeah, sad. but yeah, this is just so one of those sad. ones that just really hit you, and I think it's hit a lot of people as well. Um, I think the and it was just at a point in his life when he was really coming oh, into his yeah. own, and he was That's he was thing. really showing his talent and, mm-hmm. and how good he was, and you know it's just really sad for him and his family and mm. and uh, those close to him, you know that that we we lose someone who's with such great talent oh, and insane talent, and I mean yeah. like Black Panther is huge for us because of big Marvel. Well, fans, they were right, they were writing the next script. Well, he's they? writing the next script. Well, yeah, Ryan Coogler, um, the director. A writer of Black Panther was was writing the second film for him. For him, so he didn't know. No didn't one, know. no one at Marvel knew. This is the thing. This has come out with the Hollywood Reporter yesterday. That I mean, like one of the 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 things you kind of think is like, well, surely he must have tipped someone off at the studio for them to you know plan in case what happens. But no, he didn't tell anyone. It's something like there was like a very small handful of people that knew, which was like um, his agent. His family, um, some director, someone that was like a very, very small handful of people outside of his immediate family that knew. But incredible. The, and I think that was, they're saying it's probably because he knew that if he told people, he was he, he knew he wouldn't be able to achieve the greatness that he and did. And they probably treat him differently too. Oh, he, yeah. And he oh, probably didn't sure. want that. No, I mean, nobody, sure. nobody really wants something in that situation. Oh, no, exactly right. But it's almost like... Well, a would he have the role of Black Panther? Well, he probably would because he did Civil War, which was when did that come out? Twenty sixteen or something. So that's mm. around the same time as his um, his diagnosis. So he was in the role. But then you kind of think like, oh, you know, people would have pity on him. Would they look at his performances differently because they knew he had cancer? But mm. every every role that he took on had some sort of weight to it. Some sort of Historical meaning, of course. Jackie Robinson, he played in Forty Two, incredible brilliant film. film. Brilliant film. Um, he he played uh, James Brown in Get On Up, yeah, which was right. awesome yeah, yeah. as well. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, he did Spike Lee's recent film, The Five Bloods, which we haven't seen yet. Not yet, no. but apparently that's really good as well. Really, you know, emotional, impactful film, and of course, Black Panther. I mean, like being one of the first like major black superheroes of this kind of stature to be on mm. the screen. And to have such an impact on on young kids and stuff, yeah, um, it's just it's, it's crazy. But this guy, in such a short amount of time, like a space of like four or five, six years, the amount he achieved is crazy. And you kind of think, what else would he achieved? Mm. You know, if well, he, exactly, exactly right. Like well, it's like a lot of them, you know. Like you know, there's that what was it, twenty stage. 27, group, what is it? Yeah, 20, 23 or something. No, yeah. 27 or 28 yeah. or something like that where you've got Kirk Cobain yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and all those River people. Phoenix and all that. Yeah, River Amy, Phoenix and Amy, Amy Winehouse. Winehouse. Like all those people crazy. died at the same age, you mm. know, and it's like what would they have What would they have achieved? Mm. And John Lennon, 40 years old, yeah, exactly what would right. he have What more would he have achieved? Yeah. 
well, you think about you the know? Beatles, what was it, six years, six years space. That entire Beatles discography is recorded over the space of, what, six years or something? Oh, like yeah, the best part of So maybe seven, maybe seven oh. years. And just the amount of output they had, but so many—it's just—it's—it's it's hard when one of these people, uh, one of these someone that's so young and so talented and someone so impactful, passes. It's tough. Yeah, I, didn't, I mean, I, I don't know if I've really seen a lot of his earlier, earlier work, and I don't know if it was really that memorable. Really, if I have, what's that, Chadwick? Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Oh, really? Yeah. All it was was Get On Up and and the Jackie Robinson film Two. Yeah. That's really it, um, and. From there, like he made such a huge. I'm sure there were probably a, a couple of other films that have escaped me at the moment, but just the amount of stuff he's done, and he was incredibly, incredibly talented, mm. incredibly oh, talented, unbelievably actor. talented. Like, for a guy, for a guy to burst onto the scene, well, we say burst on the scene. Mm. I mean, the, you know that at the age of when he when he seemed to have burst on would have been 37, mm-hmm. 38, something like that. Um, there was a lot of work gone into those other thirty seven or. 38 years of his life, you know. Yeah. So no one really ever bursts onto the scene, but no, exactly. but he just seemed to sort of come from nowhere. And, yeah. And he was an incredibly, incredibly talented actor. Mm, very. You know, like and, um, you know, and just a, And then the thing that gets me is that you see, like you see photos of him or images oh. of him in Black Panther and stuff, yeah. and, and here's this guy that's got this incredible physique and mm-hmm. he's really well built and he keeps himself really well. Yeah. And at that point, he was ill. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the crazy thing. And they thing, caught it late it? too, didn't they? They caught it. Well, he was stage three when they, yeah. when that's what it said in the statement, when he had, when they found out he had it. So he was fairly well progressed yeah. in, the, in, the, in the illness. So. He's been struggling with that, and, and they said even in a statement that it, the the films that he did were in between, were between, during, filmed during and between countless surgeries and chemotherapy. Oh so this entire time we've essentially the entire time we've seen him on screen, he's been ill, and for the for the big chunk of it, he's known about it, and that yeah. is almost like you get this sort of when someone's here. And you know that they're a great actor, you know, you appreciate them. But once they're gone and you start learning all these other things, they they almost become more, I don't know what I'm trying to say. The, it just shows how human they are and how well, yeah. how much of a great human they, but, they must have been. But, right? like, this crazy thing is, is he's doing these big action films, crazy yeah. stunts yeah. in really good shape, and all the while... Doing chemotherapy and stuff, and he's going and visiting kids in hospitals, mm. uh, ki- ki- kids with cancer in hospitals while he has cancer. That's an incredible drive, isn't it? Oh, insane. Incredible like, drive. It just to, shows what an incredible to leave, was. I suppose to leave a legacy in some mm-hmm. regards. Yeah. Um, and and you know do something do something for for you know the black community and stuff like that. And yeah. And it was great to see and and to see a guy in that situation and do what he did in that short amount, what seemed to be a short amount of time, mm. um, leave such a legacy for his people. Yeah. It's um, just yeah. uh, really heartwarming. Amazing. And uh, it almost brings a tear to your eye. Well, you know, almost oh, For sure. Well, it was a very, very sad one. Uh, some some great statements came out. I mean, Kevin Feige, Marvel Studios president, uh, Chadwick's passing is absolutely devastating. He was our T'Challa, our Black Panther and our dear friend. Each time he stepped on set, he radiated charisma and joy, and each time he appeared on screen, he created something truly indelible, embodied a lot of amazing people in his work, and uh, nobody was better at bringing great men to life. 
Michael B. Jordan, uh, of course, who played Eric Killmonger alongside me in Black Panther, but they were, you know, longtime friends. Uh, he posted an incredible, like a really long statement. One of my favourite actors at the moment. Yeah, he's love incredible as well. Absolutely love him. Uh, he wrote an enormous statement, and it, uh, I will be doing it a dishonour by um, by truncating that. Uh, but you can find that over on, I think he posted that on Instagram or something like that. Um, one that came from DC Comics was fantastic. To a hero who transcends universes, Wakanda forever, rest in power, Chadwick. Like, how good's that for that? Beautiful. Um, and uh, Ryan Coogler, as I said before, director of Black Panther, uh, put out a really beautiful statement. Uh, it was a huge one as well, just like a really um, a really long uh, sort of, I think it went out in the trade papers actually. And uh, he says, I haven't grieved or lost this acute before. I spent last year preparing, imagining and writing words for him to say that we weren't destined to see. It leaves me broken knowing that I won't be able to watch another close-up of him in the monitor again I'll walk up to him and ask for another take. Um, so, yeah, they're all, I think they're all really um, interesting ones. Well, he says at the end of this, I thought this was quite powerful, in African cultures, we often refer to loved ones that are passed on as ancestors. Sometimes you are genetically related, sometimes you are not. I had the privilege of directing scenes of Chad's character, T'Challa, communicating with the ancestors of Wakanda, but it's with a heavy heart and sense of deep gratitude to have ever been in his presence that I uh, have to reckon with the fact that Chad is an ancestor now and I know that he'll watch over us until we meet again. So some amazing, really amazing statements there that you can go and check out on the internet and stuff. You're going to have a hard time replacing him. Oh, for sure. Um, and uh, that brings us, I guess, to the next thing. Um, uh, while most of us were kind of grieving these the news of Chadwick... Um, some people were trying to, I guess, capitalise on it. Trash. Trash journalism, as I like to call it. Trash rags, gutter journalism, dodgy news outlets, whatever you want to pick. Um, so there were a lot of amazing tributes that came out, but some of these so-called journalists kind of really showed true colours. Uh, firstly, Looper. There's a YouTube channel called Looper. Uh, they post just like movie videos, like whether it's rankings or top whatevers or just random little news bits and stuff. These were these were all posted over the space of four days, starting on the day of his death. Uh, Looper starts posting videos on the day of his death and continues uninterrupted for four days. These are the videos that they post. Celebs react to Chadwick Boseman's heartbreaking death. That's the first video they put up. This will be Chadwick Boseman's final movie. What no one knew about Chadwick Boseman's death. This was Chadwick Boseman's final message on Twitter. What you probably never knew about Chadwick Boseman. The new Chadwick Boseman project that had just been announced. The MCU reacts to Chadwick Boseman's death and deny Guerrero's heartbreaking tribute to Chadwick Boseman. And posted just yesterday, after they took a, a day's break off posting Chadwick Boseman videos, the seven movies Chadwick Boseman made while fighting cancer. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine videos across the space of like four or five, six days. It's nuts. Like it's like, I mean, it's okay to like talk about it and whatever, and maybe I guess address well, it. We're and talking stuff, about it now, like we're doing you know? now. But to just like milk something like that for for clicks, I think is just disgraceful. What I think was the most disgraceful one is this article. I'm sure everyone has heard about this. This article that went up on Screen Rant within hours, literally within hours of um, of the of, of the the 
death being announced. And the article was titled, Can Black Panther Still Happen? Marvel's Options Without Chadwick Boseman. It had the byline, Following the tragic death of Chadwick Boseman, Marvel Studios will have to figure out what to do with Black Panther 2. Here are some options. They're giving options too now. They're giving options, and this is... (laughs) This is within, I, I swear, this is like within three or four hours of it actually being announced. So how many people has this gone, how many sets of eyes has this gone through? Firstly, you've got the journalist who wrote this, who has heard this news of Chadwick Boseman's death and then gone, to, oh shit, I need to write, I need to get quick, typing, quick, 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 get typing, get typing. Um, and then for him to write it up and then have it published within the space of like three or four hours, it has to have gone through an editor, it has to have gone through... Who knows how many sets of eyes, or who knows? Screen Rant might be just lazy and just letting their journalists publish stuff, or what? Yeah. I don't, I don't know how it works. Um, but they obviously realised that they had made, um, they had made an, a mistake because instead of like, I mean, it's okay to publish an article saying he's passed away, whatever, you know, that's respectful. But to be recasting his role? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, disrespectful. what the hell? Like, the first thing. I mean, I understand the need and the desire to be, like, first with things on YouTube and stuff. I mean, that's almost how these outlets operate these days. But there are cases where you need to put humanity and empathy before anything else, else. before wanting to get clicks, before wanting to, like, monetize or anything like this. Um, So me personally, I heard the news... I wasn't going to make a video or anything like that. I know some people did make videos, tributes and stuff. A lot of people like make demonetized videos and stuff. That's fine. I didn't like, I didn't like the first thing I thought was not, let's make a video about it. It's like, this is fucking sad. Like this is awful. Like hit me hard. Um, But they obviously realized pretty quickly that, um, that, oh, maybe this is a bit, bit of bad taste. And they changed the name of the article. They didn't take the article down. They changed the title of the article and they took the journalist's name off the article and they changed it to What Chadwick Boseman's Death Means for Black Panther 2. But they kept the byline the same. Which How does it make it any different? It doesn't make it any different. It doesn't different. make it any different. It makes it a little softer, like, oh, what Chadwick really? Boseman's Death Means. You know, that, but, but it, it makes no difference. You know, the wording's softer, but it's the, the impact's the same. Exactly. And they kept the byline the same, which had that, here are some options. Right, so eventually, Screen Rant ripped the article down and replaced it with an article called "Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther actor dies at age 43," which is what what it should have been mm. in the first place, right? Exactly. So if you actually you pay tribute to the guy, not yeah, not sort of stamp not, on his not legacy, recast his role and tell, well, this is what Marvel needs to do. Like these are our mo- oh no, oh no, what's going to happen to our movies? I mean, I think it's okay to kind of have that thought. Like obviously, it's going to pass your your mind. Like, you hear it, and, like, one of the things you think is, like, oh, shit, well, okay, well, what's happening with the movie now? But it's just a passing thing. It's not something where, you know, I had the thought. It was mm. like, well, what happens next? I think we spoke about it. We spoke about it, like, what's going to happen now? Well, I don't know. I'm not even going to ruminate on it. I'm certainly not going to go and make a video about it. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Chadwick Boseman has just passed away. What's Marvel going to do? I mean, no, that's just just so stupid. So eventually, yeah, they did rip it down and all that. They put out a, they put out a statement following the tragic loss of Chadwick Boseman. An article went up on Screen Rant overnight that was well intentioned, 
well-intentioned, but was not respectful to the trauma and heartbreak we are all feeling in this moment. This should not have happened and has been removed. We are sorry. The journalist even came out on Twitter. I'm going to spare his name um, because it's out there, um, but I don't, you know, I'm not really like that. I don't really want to rag on the guy. Um, uh, but he wrote, I woke up this morning to a flood of tweets and DMs in response to an article I wrote last night about what Marvel's options are with Black Panther 2 following the sudden death of Bozeman. Couldn't even give him the decency of calling him Chadwick Bozeman. But anyway, maybe that just falls within the Twitter limit. Uh, even though I feel the article was written in a respectful way, so essentially saying, well, I think it's fine. He thought it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I feel the article was written in a respectful way, I understand the backlash. Although some of the damage has already been done, the article has been taken down. I'm sorry for any role I inadvertently played, I inadvertently played in causing more pain at a time when we're all still figuring out how to process it. Is this a real apology? Or is this is this someone actually apologising for what they've done or apologising because they've been called out? Apologising because they've called out. Yeah. It's simple as that. And if you look at the, the Cause comments... Because if, if there wasn't... People hadn't have jacked up about no, it. And no way. It would have been outraged. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been pulled down. No. Title wouldn't no have way. changed. Or no way. It would have stayed up. And if you, if you actually look at his thread where he posted the, this apology <coughs> in inadvertent commas, um, he, he posted this... Like the apology thing, right? There's heaps of people just ragging him, like you're not sorry. Yeah. And this guy's saying, "Oh, I'm so new to the journalist game. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm so new to it. I'm so fresh. I'm still learning the ropes. I'm still making mistakes. I'm still, and you know what? As a journalist or content creators, you know, we all make mistakes from time to time. Uh, I've made a lot in my time doing whatever, whether it's on this platform, YouTube, it's on, you know, community television or anything. We make a shitload of mistakes but this is not a mistake it's just not a mistake that one should make you shouldn't have to make such a stupid unempathetic mistake like this to learn that empathy it's okay okay to put an article like that up but give it time oh exactly right there's a time and a place to talk about it give it a couple of weeks give it a month whatever it needs to be Mm -hmm. and then say okay now what does this mean now what's going to happen well it's obviously allow family and close Mm -hmm. friends and stuff and even public who Adored his work. Mm-hmm. Give them time to grieve and get over yeah. it. You know, and well, you never, you won't get over it, obviously. No. But it's hard to get over it. Get over that somebody. initial but, shock of it. But, yeah. yeah, exactly. But then you can sort of do it in the in the in you know, the cold, light-hearted mm-hmm. day. You can just process it properly and yeah. and give it time. And then in time, you can actually then go. Okay, yeah. well, what does this mean? Well, obviously, it's something that Marvel and Disney are going to have going to have to do. That's right. Address and obviously, it will be something that fans kind of well. Okay, what's happening next? But no, not like two out two or three hours after he's died. That's crazy. Mm. Um, and like like I said, there was actually the article in Hollywood Reporter that uh, insinuates that Disney and Marvel are in panic stations already, trying to figure out what's happening. But obviously, I don't think they'll move too quickly. I wouldn't have thought so either. Um, but that movie, I think the next one was due out next year. 2021 or something, or the or 2022 or something. So they were supposed to start shooting like within three or four months. And that same article, Hold Reporter, actually said that a source had told them that he thought he was he was actually going to be well enough to film it and put all the weight back on and stuff mm. in the next two months. So it just shows fighting spirit right to the end. Um, but yeah, like these these crazy articles, I don't know. I think uh, I don't know. No. But in the, you know, end of the day, as long as as long as you do what you need to do, and yeah, you know, like be respectful and yeah. 
and all that sort of stuff to the to, to this sort of situation. Well, then, yeah, that was great. It was great to yeah. see everyone taking a stand against it. I mean, they were getting absolutely slammed on Twitter. It's crazy. I've never seen a backlash like that. And really? good, like, yeah, it was it was good. It was good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, we can't stand for this gutter journalism anymore. No, um, there's, there's enough of it about it. Yeah, you know. but um, I think it's the only. Time. I think the only way uh, we can really end that is just to say Wakanda forever. Well, exactly, exactly. Wakanda forever, and he will be he will be really, really sorely missed. Very much so, very very sad. <laughs> uh, I mean, just not just Black Panther, all the other roles he, he would have taken. Um, <laughs> yeah, incredible, incredible mm. stuff. Um, but he'll be loved and, and missed forever. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Uh, there's been another Disney. Um, Franchise star has been in the news. Picking up the tone a little bit here. Well, sort of. Um, <coughs> you're right there. You're uh, just choking got, on your water. Yeah, just a little bit. We got a cough button or something. Yeah, you just slide your microphone down. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Sorry about that. I just uh, something in the throat there. It's uh, a little bit of water. As we said, it's going to be a bit raw. These first few episodes where we're learning the intricacies of the uh, the mixer board and everything, but yeah, another Disney star has um, has made the news over the like last couple of days. Um, Boyega. John yeah. Boyega has been spoke has spoken out on his treatment by Disney and Lucasfilm during his time making the Star Wars trilogy. Now he's made it very well known recently at his disappointment with Disney and the treatment of his character Finn. Um, in the state of the last couple of Star Wars films, but it's usually been like really cryptic, cryptic stuff, like him and um, Oscar Isaac just having a little banter on Twitter or Instagram, or just uh, just little silly like little uh, little bits and pieces, or that's just little things in our in interviews, little, little sniper, little, little yeah, little snide remarks and stuff like that. There was one um, article, there was one Instagram post. Someone tagged him in an Instagram post and said. Um, Force Finn in action with green lightsaber dressed in black is all I want from the next Star Wars film. And he replied to it saying, lol, no thank you, I've moved on. Right, so he's been pretty vocal about this. But this is the first time he's like actually like majorly came out and just blasted Disney and blasted Lucasfilm. So he's uh, he said, I'll, I'll read a little bit of it. Um, it's important to get the context of this too. Um, so he says, it's it's so difficult to manoeuvre. You get yourself involved in projects and you're not necessarily going to like everything. But what I would say to Disney is do not bring out a black character, market them to be much more important in the franchise than they are and have them pushed to the side. It's not good. I'll say it straight up. Like you guys know, uh, you guys knew what to do with Daisy Ridley. You knew what to do with Adam Driver. You knew what to do with these other people. But when it came to Kelly Marie Tram, when it came to John Boyega, you know, fuck all. So what do you want me to say? What they want you to say is, I enjoyed being part of it. It was a great experience. Nah, nah, nah. I'll take that deal when it's a great experience. They gave all the nuance to Adam Driver and the nuance to Daisy Ridley. Let's be honest. Daisy knows this. Adam knows this. Everybody knows this. I'm not exposing anything. Uh, he goes on to say, nobody else in the cast had people saying they were going to boycott the, mo- boycott the movie because they were in it. Nobody else had the uproar and death threat sent to their Instagram, DMs, and social media saying, black this, black that, and you shouldn't be a stormtrooper. Nobody else had that experience, but yet people are surprised that I'm this way. That's my frustration. So essentially, if you remember, um, uh, actually, he he called uh, J.J. Abrams' work on Rise of Skywalker a salvage job, which is essentially, obviously, in reference to 
Um, I feel like uh, Rise of Skywalker really just, uh, just like belly flopped for the for the the trolls that were just like like the really toxic people who were just being real dicks about Last Jedi. Again, have your opinion. That's fine. If you didn't like it, that's totally fine. If you loved it, that's also fine. But there was a lot of people out there, a lot of really toxic yeah. shit. And a lot, a lot of the actors got trolled too. Oh, yeah. They? Well, Kelly Marie Tran left social media because of racial abuse on Instagram and stuff. Um, even Daisy Ridley left Instagram because she was getting harassed because she was a woman leading Star Wars. Um, and then they do stuff like this, which is push these characters to the back. They pushed Finn to the back. They pushed Rose to the back and it just really felt like, oh, right, we're just gonna we're just gonna, you know, belly flop for all the people who didn't like it and just appease everybody. So yeah, uh, the Rise of Skywalker salvage job. Um that was actually I'm not sure if he said that specifically, but they inferred that in the GQ article. They called the JJ's work a salvage job on that. So I don't really want to put words in his mouth if that's not too correct. Um but, yeah, so if you remember when they did The Force Awakens, the big marketing push behind that film was big posters of John Boyega. Yeah, so there's yeah, this new right. yep, yep. lead Jedi. Big posters was John Boyega's face, the blue lightsaber, and you're like, shit, this is our new Jedi. It's going to be awesome. And then obviously that was like to not spoil the twist in the film that Daisy Ridley's Ray was yeah, actually the, 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 the lead character yeah. of the film, which – is great because you've got a female leading the the franchise. So that is in, in one respect, um, you know, giving the equality to the females. But then uh, what John Boyega here is saying is that they're doing that at the expense of going, hey, look, you're going to have a black lead in Star Wars and then gradually push him further to the back mm. over the course of three movies. Uh, GQ adds, and again, this is to give context, to dismiss these words as merely professional bitterness or paranoia is to miss the point. His primary motivation is to show the frustrations and difficulties of trying to operate within what can feel like a permanently rigged system. He's trying, really, to let you know what it feels like to have a boyhood dream ruptured by the toxic realities of the world. Right, um, and then he, he he posted on Twitter, John Boyega, after you know people started talking about this article. These conversations of me sharing isn't about a witch hunt; it's about clarity to an anger that can be seen as selfishness, disruptive, and self-indulgent. Obviously, in hopes of better change. Bruh. In short, I said what I said. Love to you all. Seriously, your support your support rather is amazing. So as I said, there's. It needs the context. The article's very long. It's important to read the whole thing, but I've tried to give as much context as I can. Um, I guess the question that does arise out of this initially is, is this a professional thing to do? Is he biting the hand that feeds him? Getting the context there, I think you kind of think, well, in some respect, if... Like in a normal situation, you'd probably think, "Well, you don't do that because you no. never get you'll never get work with Disney exactly ever right. again." He's probably he's probably burnt bridges. Yeah, but then you read the context, and it's almost like he doesn't. He just doesn't, he doesn't care. care about it. Yeah, and he has said this in the past, and like he was on the front lines of the Black Lives Matters protests in London, and even there, he said, "If I don't ever get job in Hollywood ever again, I don't care." You know, so it's sort of that Chadwick Boseman thing, which is like just head on, just just want to make a stand and make a statement with my work no matter the cost. Yeah, sounds it. Well, it's, it sounds it's... Uh, look, uh, 
we obviously don't know the frustrations that he has. No, exactly right. Yeah. Because, you know, we're not... We're a couple of white guys on a, a podcast. A couple of white guys on a podcast, that's yeah. right. Um, so we don't know the frustrations that, that, mm-hmm. that he yeah. would have had. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to sort of say... Um, I don't know, it's really hard to comment on it. Yeah. Because you just don't know what's going through his mind exactly and right. why he's doing it. Now, my thought is that he he would have read the script and he would have known what the movie was about. Yeah, but he, but I think more so it would be you've signed on for Star Wars and because they were making these movies on as they went along, they were making these up as they went as along they went and they along. didn't have like that grand plan, that grand arc that they should have had. It was just sort of like... All right, JJ, you do this part, um, and then oh, Ryan Johnson, you come in, you do whatever you want to do with that, and then oh shit, we've pissed everyone off. JJ, you come back in and try and fix it up. So I think I don't even know if there would have been a full script for Force Awakens when he signed on. I think um, someone like just I really any actor would just be like shit. Yeah, I'm going to sign on for Star Wars. I think you'd probably have a decent idea of it. But that first film, Force Awakens, had such a really good like arc for yeah, Finn. Yeah, it did. Like, like this stormtrooper that um, abandons the Empire to go on this journey of self-discovery and, um, and you know, being part of that next new resistance. And, like, even if he had seen the script or knew the, the thing, you know, the synopsis before he signed on, I mean, how good's that? Like, that opens up all these great possibilities yeah, for this true. you know this stormtrooper who has abandoned the empire and then goes on to maybe become a jedi i mean the film the like force awakens showed signs that he might have been force positive that really went nowhere yeah so you and read that but you got to wonder was that was that intentional by well yeah exactly right by Disney or you or reading films into it. or 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 is it something that that just happened mm. by matter of course because did they feel? Did they feel that that character wasn't going to go anywhere? Mm. Although we enjoyed the character, yeah. and and most people who enjoyed the film mm. enjoyed that character, probably. Yeah. Um, did the mate? Did the filmmakers actually think? Oh, we might have taken the wrong path with this character, and we don't think it's going to work. That's possible. You don't know. Well, exactly right. I There's I so many things you got to weigh I, up. You I don't mean, know whether it was an intentional. I thing do, or, well, I yeah, doubt well, exactly whether it would have right. Been. You just. You just never know. I feel I, I do feel like um, Daisy Ridley Ray was the protagonist the whole way from the beginning, but I think obviously the 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 big issue is them using that other character to then further something else. Yeah. Um, so it again, it is something that is tough to comment on. It's just it's a tricky subject, but I wanted to talk about it because it. It is a big thing. Like, you don't often see someone speaking out like this. Um, Obviously, he's off contract now. That movie came out. The last Star Wars film came out in December last year. He has obviously no interest in revisiting Star Wars again. He's got six other projects in various stages of production. The long long run, I don't think it's going to hurt him too much. I don't think so at all. I think he's probably probably getting a lot lot of kudos. Oh, yeah, for sure. For doing it. For sure. I think that's like the, the society we're in now. Is like someone would have been blacklisted for doing oh, this. Oh, most definitely. Uh, you know, even ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but oh. I think we're in a more uh, obviously that's more. You know, these times more uh, accepting, more maybe? accepting. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think people are more willing to look into issues and actually going, okay, well, what are we doing wrong, and how can we fix it, as opposed to 
Yeah, exactly. brush it under the rug. He's spoken out against us, whatever. But you know, I don't know if there was any like ill will against John in particular, or the character where it's just creative things. You just don't know what what's going on, and you don't want to speak out of turn on you know either side. But yeah, I thought that was an interesting thing. But like I said, six projects in various stages of production listed on his IMDb page. So he's fine. Yeah, he'll be. He'll be he's got I his own. He's got his own agenda and his own. Yeah, you know he's, you know what he's what he's fighting for and. And good on him, and he needs and he needs to do that if he needs to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I said, I don't, I don't, I don't believe there would have been any malice intention mm. from yeah. the filmmakers. But that's not the point. The point oh, is, yeah. how did it make him feel? Well, yeah, exactly right. But that is the thing. It's like, well, these are the things that are just so common that people do so often without thinking about it. Yeah. And I think this is more so bringing that to the light and saying this shit's got to stop. Yeah. You know, and it's like any sort of harassment, like. You know, I, I might play a joke on you, and and I think mm. it's just a bit of fun. But you get a, you yeah, get offended yeah, yeah. by it or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's because it's affected you yeah. that it's that it becomes relevant. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. You know, uh, but, although yeah. there was no intention in it, mm. now whether there was or there wasn't, I doubt. Yeah. I doubt there was, but it's how he's perceived it and exactly how he's right. taken it. So that, that is the point. It's all valid. I think. I think good on him. Yeah, I mean, power exactly to right. him and whatever else. Um, and like he's got his own production company too, I believe. So even if he can't find work at the studios, he'll he'll have work. I mean, Tom Cruise, people studios wouldn't touch him for years. Oh, didn't so touch he started him. his own production on company the couch and on yeah, yeah, it was after that, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and then it was he after that. Started bankrolling his own movies. So it was his only way to get get work. So, uh, but like, I don't think like he's not going to get blacklisted by Hollywood or anything like that. I think he'll be he'll be so. totally fine. Um, movies, movies are opening in cinemas. Uh, not here in Victoria. No. We are still in lockdown here. Yeah, and we probably will be until the end of the month. So yes, uh, there's the rumour we're hearing. By the sounds of it, yeah. Um, but that hasn't stopped a few big movies opening, not only around the world, but um, but in Australia, other parts of Australia. Uh, over the last two weeks, we've had Tenet opened up, Christopher Nolan's uh, new film. We spoke about this briefly on the last show. Mm-hmm. Yep about Tenet, which um, we were saying looks really great, but there's been a mixed reception to that one. Um, Now, obviously, we haven't had the chance to see these movies that I'm going to just briefly talk about here because we're in Victoria um, and the studios aren't doing digital screeners for these big films. Um, But, yeah, there's been a a mixed reception to that. Some are saying that it's Nolan's best work ever and some are saying that it's just entirely, like, confusing and pretentious. Yeah. a lot of complaints have come out about it being too loud and the really? bass being really heavy. Like a lot of people saying they can't understand the dialogue. I've seen a lot of like tweets, which is like, can't wait to get it on home media so I can put the subtitles on. Um, it's so, it was. Wasn't there a cinema in, is that the one with the cinema in Singapore? In Singapore. Yeah. Singapore. If a ventilation system fell, <laughs> it fell. It, it injured two people. It fell on two people. They're okay, though. Not Turn the base down, yeah. fellas. <laughs> uh, but apparently a ventilation system fell out of the roof in, the, in a cinema in Singapore. But apparently that's not that un- uncommon. Really? Yeah, apparently. Well, in Singapore? Well, or? Yeah, but well, apparently because they're so prone to, like, earthquakes and stuff, ventilation systems are well known to fall out of the roof. Really? Yeah. My God. Um, but, yeah, the base was obviously like an earthquake ripping through the cinema and fell on two people, which God. is awful. But, yeah, they were it's okay. Hilarious. It's hilarious. But it's well, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But it's, well, but if it's they, not. If they'd know? been seriously injured, it wouldn't be. But No, that's right. Um, no, that's, oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. 
Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. But yeah, mixed reception is, oh, uh, I don't know. We can only go on what we've seen, and and what what we've seen is it looks looks really good. But yeah, when we eventually get to see it, we can, can form a real opinion. Exactly right. Uh, Bill and Ted. Um, what's it called? Uh, the, the Bill and Ted's. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. Bill and Ted face the music. The third one, Bill and Ted face the music. That looks really bad. It looks awful. Well, I'm yeah. hanging to see. Yeah, it. it looks so bad that it's gonna be good. Uh, but like, yeah, also mixed reactions. Some people are saying it is amazing, and other people are saying it's just pure trash. Uh, but I think that's probably the point because the Bill and Ted films never really took themselves seriously. No, exactly. Like, that's right. the whole point of it. No. Um, so I don't know. Uh, judging by the trailer, it looks like it. Just a shitty film, but I think it'll be a lot of fun. It is available on demand. Sounds like it's going to be in that same category as Dude, Where's My Car? Oh, yeah, I reckon. Oh, <laughs> man, that movie. I haven't watched that in forever. That is so bad. It's such a great movie because it's yeah. so shit. Um, <laughs> that is available on demand, streaming in the USA. So I know there's probably people going to be saying, why don't you just get the streaming? Well, it's not available in streaming in Australia. They only opened it in cinemas here. So Madman was the distributor of that here in Australia, I believe, and they put it in cinemas. Not here in Victoria, though, unfortunately. Nope. Um, the other big one we're going to miss out on is New Mutants, which is the like final Fox X-Men movie. This movie has been in production hell for like th- three or four years. It was supposed to come out two years ago. Then it was supposed to come out a year ago. Or it was supposed to come out like three years ago. Then it was supposed to come out two years ago. Then Disney bought out Fox and then, then, then they pushed it again. And it's had like four or five release dates. It's going to be terrible. Finally, they've dropped it. Well, interestingly enough, most, most people that I've heard have seen it actually says it's not that bad. How can it be not bad when it's been through so many hands? <laughs> I don't really? know. I don't know. But apparently, the like we haven't seen. We've only just started watching the X Men films. Um, I wanted to do like a ranking video for it um, to coincide with New Mutants, but I spoke to my contact at Disney, and they're not doing digital screeners uh, for films that are going to the cinemas. Uh, so I just thought it's not really worth it. But we start watching the movies anyway because we never, we never, we never really got into the X Men. No, we never I, really watched them. We, <clears throat> Bought them all. Yeah, you know, we bought them all. I've been buying them as they whatever, come out, but have never really sat down uh-huh. and watched it. We just recently started sort of going well, through them. And that's the crazy thing. When we were watching the first one, X Men, the other day, like it came out in two thousand. Like it's a twenty year old film. So I grew up with. I remember watching them when I grew up. Um, X Men one, two, three, the uh, Wolverine Origins, but they weren't things that I loved, and they were like, I think um, I. I Rewatching them now, it's almost like watching new films. I mustn't have. I reckon I only watched them each maybe once. Um, whereas stuff like Superman or Batman or, or Spider Man, I was watching constantly. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm not. I'm not in a huge rush to see New Mutants. Um, but it's going to be interesting, and we will see it eventually because we're making our way slowly through the X Men films. Yeah, yeah. I want to do like a ranking video for that, but we'll see. Um, I think we had a question about X-Men 2, which we'll get to later. Or do we address that now? We'll address it later. Um, no, we'll address it now while we're talking about the X-Men. Someone did send in a question about the X-Men. If I if I wrote it down, I think it might have been yeah, yeah, from, Blake. from Blake. Blake, long-time viewer and, Patre- and Patreon. Yep. Um, we've uh, dealt with Blake for a long, a long time. time. He's been there since He's the beginning. right from the beginning. Really appreciate all the support. Exactly yeah, from Blake right. and as a patron, of course. So yeah. he's sending that. Always he, hops on when you do live chats as well. Absolutely, Always. yeah. Great guy. Um, okay, so his question was, with New, Mut- 
New mutants. Mutant, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mutant. Um, with new mutants rounding out the Fox Marvel X Men films, how quickly would you like to see, uh, and how soon would you think realistically the X Men will join <coughs> the MCU? That's an interesting thing, isn't it? Well, I don't know. That's crazy. Well, because they've obviously New Mutants is the last of that Disney. It was that last of that Fox set of X Men films. Um, and I think they're probably going to want to leave a bit of a breather before introducing characters. Obviously, they're going to, like, wipe the timeline. Um, I think they're probably going to leave a bit of a breather between reintroducing them, obviously recasting these characters again. You've got to recast Wolverine. You've got to recast all of them. Um, but then again, um, we've got Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness coming out. That's, like, one of the next few films, like three or four films down the line. Apparently they're talking about that, like, opening up the whole multiverse. They've got Sam Raimi directing it, who did the original three Spider-Man films. And apparently what they're going to do is they're going to try and do, like, almost like what DC is doing with the Flashpoint thing, where it's, like, all multiverses. There's these rumours now saying that Doctor Strange is going to open up all uh, open up all these multiverses into the old Marvel films. So it could give the chance for uh, Tobey Maguire to return as Superman, Andrew Garfield comes through as... Uh, sorry, not Superman, Spider-Man. Uh, Andrew, Garfield, <laughs> Andrew Garfield comes through as Spider-Man, and then maybe that's their way of introducing the X-Men. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe yeah, they won't yeah. recast. But I think it would be a good idea to recast because, again, we haven't seen them, but apparently the last few films were just like highly... Um, not great, <laughs> and they were a bit um, problematic, especially with the timeline and stuff. So I think it would be good to steer clear of that. But I don't know. I think three-year breather maybe is probably a good idea, probably. and then we'll see them come through um, mm. and, and whatever else. Uh, but, yeah, but what we have seen is Mulan, which uh, we're actually recording this on Friday, and this releases tonight. We did get an early screener for this because this was um, for Disney+. Plus. Plus, so it was a, a, a streaming thing anyway. So Disney Plus team and the Disney theatrical team are both kind of separate at the moment. It's, I've got contacts for it. Like, it. It used to be you just dealt with like one or two people from Disney, but now you've got to deal with someone from – or a couple of people from Disney, a couple of people from Fox, um, Lucasfilm – and all like the subsidiaries, Marvel. Then you've got a team doing Disney Plus. You've got a team doing Disney Channel. You know, it's just so many just so teams many to do. It's crazy. Uh, so yeah, so they all kind of operate on their own different sort of levels. So yeah, the Disney Plus guys did give us the screener for Mulan. Loved it. Thought it was great. Mm. Did you think well, you watched it too? I, I'm. I was never. I'm not really a Mulan oh. fan. I never really watched the. The animated. You probably never would have seen it. Um, it's not one I ever watched that and much. I'd, I'd, I'd sort of seen bits and pieces, but it never captured me. But I've got to say, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the film, mm-hmm. the live action one. I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it was really beautifully shot, mm-hmm. um, stunning, and and culturally very sensitive. Oh yeah, I thought. Well, they got rid of. You saw the animation or bits of it because I watched it the day after to do my my ranking video. Uh, so they got rid of stuff like the talking drag and Mushu and the songs and, like, the ancestor characters, which were, you know, comedic, silly characters that were just a bit, you know, all the racially insensitive things they got rid of. I think it's just such a really beautiful, culturally sensitive version of the story. And Mm. it not only draws on that... It it obviously takes the Disney version of the story, um, but then also goes back to the original poem or the original legend to sort of be more culturally appropriate 
So I think it's a nice balance between the two. Yeah. I just thought it was a really good film. And I thought the performances were great too. Oh, yeah. Well, and I was really, really shocked good. that... Was it Jet, Jet Li? Jet Li, Jet yeah. Li. I was really shocked it was him. I just couldn't... I thought, Amazing. Is it, is it Jet yeah. Li? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, really good. Uh, Donnie Yen. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Lou Yafai, who plays Mulan, was amazing as well. Just oh, she, was, really, she was amazing. Just a really great... I, I loved it. I think it's one of the best Disney remakes. And I've got, yeah, um, I've got a couple of Mulan videos coming up too on the channel. We'll talk about that just at the end. We're running a little short on time now. Try and keep these into like an hour length time. Um, Trying to try pack a lot of stuff in here. But yeah, a lot of people um, have... Um, what, one of the big issues people have with Mulan is that what kind of precedent does this set? Uh, does this mean all my, you know, the, the the big Disney movies that are supposed to be coming out, does that mean they're now coming out um, digital only? Uh, they're not coming to cinemas? Well, I got a uh, release schedule from Disney sent to me, like Monday or Tuesday, pretty much confirming all the big movies that are coming out or that are planned to come out are still releasing theatrically. I think Mulan is just like an exception, just like we can't keep putting this thing off, you know, or it's just going to keep pushing everything back and everything back and everything back. Do you think they'll put it out in cinema eventually? I, I feel like because I feel like cause there's that IMAX optimised version, especially here in Melbourne, they're always reissuing films at the IMAX. So they just played Interstellar yeah. recently and they play Inception and like Jurassic Park's always playing. They're all these IMAX optimised films. They do reissue. I feel like it'll probably get um, a small run at the IMAX, if not like a couple of screenings. I don't know. Maybe it'll open wide, like at all cinemas just for a small window. I feel like that we will have a chance to see it in cinemas at some point. And it would be disappointing if we didn't because it's yeah. an amazing spectacle and deserves it'd to be, be seen in cinemas. It would be fantastic in IMAX. It would be bloody awesome in IMAX. The scenery and the, yeah. the, way, you know, the, the, you know, the, the way it was shot and mm-hmm. it's just beautiful. Incredible. Beautiful. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah, all these big Black Widow, Free Guy, Soul, West Side Story, Eternals, King's Man, Ryan, the, Lost Dra- uh, the Last Dragon, Shang- uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Cruella, uh, Lu- uh, Luca, Jungle Cruise, uh, The Beatles Get Back, among uh, many, many others, uh, uh, Fox titles, are all still coming out theatrically. So don't worry about that just yet. I just feel like... Um, this is like an exception. It's like here's some new fresh entertainment while we figure out what the hell is going on with COVID and everything. Let's just give them something to enjoy. Uh, mm-hmm. We we discussed it a bit more in the pilot episode if you want to go back and, and listen to that. Uh, we are running short on time. We'll take one more question here and then we'll just sort of wrap it up. So there was one there from Jeff, from Jeff, Jeff. wasn't it? Yeah. Long time. He's, he's also a long time Viewer as well. Yeah, and a um, patron. Patreon. Um, you have the ability to pick a handful of actors and actresses from any time period. You also have an unlimited budget, no constraints on time, so you can mix and match, e.g. Robin Williams, Jerry Lewis. Uh, what are you doing with it? Would it, uh, would it even be a movie, animated maybe? And don't, don't think too much on it, just the first thing that comes to your head. I was going to say, it's a very big question for one minute left, uh, but he says, don't even think about it. Um, who are we going with? Who are we going with? Who are we going with? Let's say Robert Downey Jr. and Robin Williams um, starring in some drama. It's got to be a drama because they both have, like, Robin Williams did some really great dramatic stuff. I think it'd be interesting to see them both sort of, like, play on that kind of dramatic thing, maybe like a black comedy sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe a cop, maybe maybe a good good cop bad cop. Like buddy, cop yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> a buddy film. That would be interesting. A buddy yeah, film would be really interesting. Well, there them. you go. 
Oh, there you go. That's our yeah. idea there. That'd be good. Yeah. That yeah, wouldn't yeah, be bad yeah. at all. I think so. And uh, with that, though, unfortunately, that is all that we've got time for today. Thanks so much for joining us. I think we, I think we had a really good show. Again, once again, if you have any questions for me, you can write into the show by shooting me an email at daveleepod at gmail.com. Get in touch with me on social media. Um, I'll do a shout-out every week on my YouTube community board. That's if you want to submit questions and stuff like that. Um, of course, you can find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under, Twitter, Instagram. Just search me. I will pop up. Uh, this episode is going out on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we're working on Google Podcasts. Our visual element is also available on YouTube which goes out two days early to the Patreon supporters. So if, you, if you'd like to support the, the podcast, the YouTube channel, the brand, www.patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee You can do it for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, so, yeah, the video version goes out to patrons a couple of days early and then it all becomes available on the Monday. This week on YouTube, um, my Mulan review, that's gone up, uh, that's already up. I'm going to do a, a ranking of four Mulan movies, Disney live-action remakes ranked, it's a new version. It's not an updated one. I've actually gone back to scratch and done it because I know people get a bit annoyed if I just update an existing video. Lazy. Um, yeah, it is a bit lazy. <laughs> um, I'm also working on my next Evolution video, which launches next week, covering Yosemite Sam from the Looney Tunes. Um, so once again, thanks for joining, old mate Rick. No problem. And thanks it's everybody fun. for listening. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Stay safe. Stay at home. See you on the next right one. Things. Take care.